Welcome to the Money Rules Podcast, where we tackle your personal financial matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, we do Melon Minimalism, the movement that encourages people to get rid of life's excesses to focus on what's important so they can find happiness, fulfillment and freedom, has gained much traction in the last few years. And while decluttering and simplifying your life can be excellent, can you apply the principles of this lifestyle to investing and still get great returns? Joining us on this episode to share more insight on this investment strategy is Alka Brink, who is a wealth advisor at PSG Wealth. Welcome, Alka. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much. Okay, in my intro, I briefly described minimalism as a lifestyle, but could you give us a quick rundown of what minimalist investing is all about? Yes, definitely. So I think this is actually such a great principle and something important to keep in mind in a portfolio. I think we so often speak about the concept of diversification, which is important, and we'll touch on that today within a portfolio. But you can also erode returns in a portfolio by over diversifying and i think sometimes going back to the basics with any portfolio and addressing a few different things to ensure that you have a set strategy in place that you are minimizing fees and potentially minimizing your exposure to different equities or different asset classes to have a more focused approach so i would summarize it as having a cleaner simpler approach to your portfolio and maybe having a more specific approach towards what you're trying to achieve. So what are some of the the building blocks of this investment approach? So I would always say any resilient portfolio needs a few different components to ensure that you are achieving the optimal outcome. One of the first things is fee structure. And I know fees shouldn't always be hammered on, but it does play a very big role. And I think it's important to, to compare different platforms. Of course, your advice fee and depending on where you invest, um, and that normally has a has a role, do you invest in certain asset classes or are you following an ETF or a tracker? Um, so what are, what's the holistic fee structure on your portfolio? So that'd be the first thing that I would um, definitely focus on. And then together with that, what would be a big determining factor when we speak about a portfolio is if you have an advisor or not. And I personally would always recommend any investor to follow the path with an advisor from day one. But I know a lot of investors feel that while their portfolios are still small, it doesn't justify it to appoint an advisor and they would rather manage their portfolios themselves. And I think that's a big part of the topic today also is to to invest in certain type of trackers or certain type of sectors that you can almost just structure your investment and just give it time to track a specific successful index. So let's say, for example, you have an ETF following the S&P 500 there's not much that can go wrong. So it's a it's a good place to be. You have a lot of exposure to a large sector with different equities. It's low cost and you don't necessarily have to appoint an advisor. So I think looking at the different building blocks, I think, of course, apart from fees, the actual investment approach is very important. What your portfolio consists out of is quite important in terms of what does it consist out of in terms of asset classes? So Here, I would always recommend any investor to keep in mind that one asset class is not an alternative for another. So most portfolios would consist out of cash and bonds and equity exposure, both local and offshore. But this would also be the strategy. Do you just 
want to go into, for example, an offshore ETF and you're just tracking the market as I just alluded to, or do you want to follow a more diversified approach and include the different um, underlying asset classes? And then together with that, once you start going into different asset classes and specifically on the equity side, you can decide how far you diversify in terms of how many underlying shares are built into your portfolio, what component is local, what component is global. And I think when it comes back to to the topic of minimalist investing, I think a lot of investors can tend to over-diversify, especially if you are trying to choose portfolios or choose stocks yourself. It might be that you're either choosing too many similar sector portfolios, that it's not really improving your portfolio by diversifying too much, or that you are choosing similar type of unit trust funds that is not necessarily improving your portfolio. So that's something that I would definitely recommend to have a look at and possibly getting independent advice on it is, are you over diversifying in your portfolio and not necessarily getting a better outcome out of it? And to really go have a proper analysis on the portfolio in terms of rather cleaning up your portfolio a little bit more, cleaning up in terms of fees, cleaning up in terms of strategy and in terms of the underlying equity exposure, specifically what you have and still reaching the optimal outcome, but in a more fee efficient and more strategy efficient way. Okay, if I'm understanding you correctly, would ETFs and unit trust be the, the preferred methods of investment in this strategy? I think if you want to go a more minimalist route, ETFs can definitely play a very big role, especially on the global side. I'm not a very big fan of tracking an index, especially locally. So essentially what an ETF does is it tracks something specific. For example, let's say we are tracking the S&P 500. It will basically give you the return that the market would have given you. So there's a lot of benefits to this approach. The main benefit it gets a lot of attention for is normally the fact that it is very fee efficient. But keep in mind also that if you are tracking an index, you are also exposed to the downside of it. So if there is specifically a crash in the market or a specific equity that you now automatically have exposure to and that equity gets hurt, they would be more a passive approach to your portfolio. So there's definitely pros and cons, but I think following a few specific ETFs, you automatically have exposure to a certain strategy, or you can go the route of a unit trust and a a more diversified portfolio to an extent. And there I would just do my homework in terms of the fee efficiency using pure wealth platforms and possibly the, the inclusion of an advisor. That would depend how involved you want to be in this process or not. But making sure you choose clean structures from day one, which I think would also keep the entire portfolio more simplistic going forward. And you can rather diversify or change strategies within your portfolio as time goes by. But the holistic portfolio is simple and understandable. Aka, you mentioned fees quite a few times. Does minimalist investing play a role in keeping things affordable? I think it's an important component in any portfolio to, to be very aware of fee structures as well. I think some of the older generation platforms had much higher fee structure and penalty structures where it's very difficult to later on in your portfolio get out of that product or to change your investment strategy because you would either be penalized when moving or the move just doesn't make sense in terms of that. So starting off with a platform that you can easily change in future, I think keeping that option open. And I think if you choose a type of platform where you have a lot of options, what you can do on the investment platform, 
you don't need to diversify with many different products. Eventually, the average investor only needs one or two different products in their portfolio, and they would give different benefits out of taxation point of view, out of a, a timeline point of view. But you don't need five or 10 different investment products. You can maybe have two or three and you can simplify your portfolio in terms of that. So I think that's quite important. And then, of course, in terms of what you invest in, and I think that also touches on this topic, but I think really analyzing again, do you understand what you're investing in? And I think that always comes back to if you want to keep a cleaner portfolio and an understandable portfolio, you need to know which companies you're investing in and do you really understand those companies? And then it becomes a personal approach. Do you want to do the, the research yourself or do you want to pay an advisor to do so? But I think always knowing what you have in place and why you have it in place. And I think that becomes quite important to not just play a dart game, but to mainly understand at least to what extent, why do you have the products in place that you have in place and are they suitable for you? And why are you investing the way you're investing? Um, and and does it um, justify your goals? So I think that's quite important. I think a lot of investors tend to have too many products or too many different strategies in place just because they're trying to spread their eggs in different baskets, which is the right approach. But you can end up um, actually not achieving the outcome you want to by not having a specific goal um, in place. So what are some of the key advantages of embracing this approach? I think some of the key advantages would firstly be to have a simpler portfolio. So understanding exactly what you have in place, firstly, out of a product point of view, for example. So I think having, for example, a retirement product where I would always recommend that for any individual out of the tax benefits component that you achieve out of it. Having a more accessible portfolio for, for perhaps shorter term advantages and something like a tax-free investment, which I believe every investor should have. So having a simpler portfolio in terms of two or three products, which all play a different role for different timelines in your life. And that's that. You don't need more than that. And then, of course, out of a strategy point of view, knowing exactly what you have in place and why. And I think that's quite important in any portfolio. And you don't have to have a specific interest in investments. If you prefer to have an independent advisor managing your wealth, that's perfect. And and like I said, I would always recommend that. But I think it is still important for the investor to understand why we are investing in certain places or why not. And how does that fit into your portfolio? So I think having that approach that you have a more specific goal in mind and a short-term goal and a long-term goal, and, and then you plan for that. And what would be some of the pitfalls of the strategy? I think together with over-diversifying can also be the risk of not diversifying enough in any portfolio. I think that's how most investors unfortunately get hurt in many contexts is that you firstly see one asset class as an alternative for another. So investors, for example, decide now I'm only going to go offshore equity or I'm only going to be in cash at the moment. And when different market cycles happen or when different economic cycles happen, then you tend to get hurt. So there's a lot of benefits of having firstly different asset classes, but also different equities and different sectors in a portfolio as they all react differently through different times. So I think following a more minimalistic approach to just also be wary of not under-diversifying in terms of different sectors and different asset classes as they behave differently and, and they they benefit you through different times. So if it's, for example, a tough time in the stock market, normally cash and bonds do quite well or the contrary. I think, especially for South Africans, um, protecting yourself 
from a weakening rand and local uncertainty by having sufficient offshore exposure, but also not just, for example, focusing offshore, as there are many other risks involved with that. So I would say to just find the balance of still ensuring that your portfolio is addressing different risk aspects, but also not having to over-diversify, which is also not needed. Okay, let's touch on target date funds. How do these align with minimalist investing and how can they benefit everyday investors? This basically comes down to the principle that you are investing for certain timelines or certain goals, where I think specifically in this context, perhaps referring to retirement. So I think it just helps a lot having a specific timeline in mind. You know, you have 30 years, for example, to reach retirement and what needs to happen in these 30 years. So there's a specific goal basically placed in in mind with, with these type of funds. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you can also manually build it, if I can refer to it like that, in terms of knowing that there's a set goal in place for something that needs to happen in a few years' time. You know exactly what amount you need to invest on a monthly basis and with what amount that needs to increase on an annual basis to keep up with inflation, to keep up with your income earning, but knowing that you have this target date in future. So a lot of us automatically have exposure to this. Almost if you refer to your pension or your provident fund at work, it's a specific product that you can actually only utilize at retirement or if we we refer to retirement annuity. So I think benefiting from these products as well as you know the main focus is purely for retirement one day. Alka, what factors should listeners consider before adopting this approach? I think when it comes to investing, it's important to, I think if you don't work in a financial industry and you don't necessarily have the time or input to actively manage your portfolio and to make the appropriate or needed changes as the world changes, I would be risky of trying to build everything myself. I would always recommend trying to at least have a consultation with an advisor. You don't have to appoint an advisor if that's not a route you want to go, but at least having advice on how to structure the investments and perhaps revisiting this advice every year or so. You can, of course, also appoint an active manager who oversees everything. But I think defining a few different goals and goals would be, of course, I think the ultimate goal for every individual is to be able to, with financial peace, retire one day. And I think it's important starting to plan for that from day one. But then there's also shorter term goals, and and that can be anything from holidays to having children to planning for any unforeseen expense and and having these different goals lined out in your portfolio. I think with everything in life, the clearer the goals and the route to get there, the easier it is. So I think that's quite important. And I think when goals are well-defined and strategies are well-defined, then it's easy to have a, a very simple portfolio actually in place and you know what you need to do to reach those outcomes. So I think that's important, but also being open to adaption in your portfolio. So as this is not a stagnant world in terms of inflation, in terms of market movements, um, global economics that that changes on a daily basis. So I think also um, ensuring your your portfolio will keep up with that. Okay, just quickly, if our listeners are interested in streamlining their portfolios, what's the starting point? I would recommend, and the earlier in your life, the better to speak to an advisor, a wealth advisor, that can, I think, out of a few starting points, you can optimize a few things. And if you ensure you do it right from the start, it just takes a lot of pressure off and it saves a lot of time going forward. So ensuring you optimize your taxation, you optimize your fees, and of course, you optimize the strategy taken and that you have the right strategy for your age and your 
personality and goals. So I would recommend speaking to an advisor and having this session that you know you do the planning right from day one and it's much easier to just continue. I think when it really comes to a resilient portfolio, it's actually quite a boring process if I have to explain it like that. So if you make a few right decisions from the start, you actually don't really have to change much again going forward apart from increasing your contributions in line with your income and of course the manager would quite often perhaps change the strategy but you as an individual don't have to actively change the product or change what you are doing so I think it's quite important just making those decisions early on and of course having the benefit of time the earlier you can start with with building a portfolio the better in terms of returns and compound interest and just having time in the market I think time is the most underutilized benefit in in the stock market. And I think a lot of investors tend to wait too long to start, where that's definitely something I would recommend, just trying to start small as soon as possible. Thank you, Elke, for joining us on this episode and breaking down this concept. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That was Elke Brink, who is a wealth advisor at PSG Wealth. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Rules Podcast. To listen to more, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Money Rules. MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.